Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project. We'll have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Debu Parohit, professor of marketing at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. So, uh, Debu, I understand you're interested in starting to pirate music recently. Yes, I'm very interested in pirating music. Uh, can you tell us on the record what kind of music you pirate? <laughs> no, not much pirating of music. Uh, but thinking about why other people are pirating music. Isn't it clear? It's, it's free. Uh, not really. It's actually a lot of work to pirate music. Uh, you mean you take somebody's iPod and you connect it to your computer and you download the whole stuff, no? Uh, I don't know if you can do that. Trust me, you can. You can. <laughs> I thought you had to register the thing on the iPod, but I can then download it into my li- iTunes library? Uh, it turns out it's possible. There's software that allows you to do that, to over- overcome the, uh, the Apple restrictions and allow ah. you to do that. Well, you know, Apple is moving away from many of those restrictions with its iTunes Plus, so that won't be an issue anymore. So they're charging you more, and then they let you do it for well, free. They started off charging you more, but now they don't charge you more. It's all going to go away. In fact, that's... Do you want me to talk about my research or not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, so what, what are you doing? So the, the idea that we have... By the way, is research on this just an excuse to pirate music? Yes, that's part <laughs> of it. <laughs> well, actually, I'll tell you a story about Slumdog Millionaire. What a nice movie, huh? Yeah. So I was talking to my father this morning, and he's in India. And he said that everyone had seen it, and the DVDs were available, and you could uh, rent it from the cable, per, you, know, you know, on demand. Uh-huh. And it's already out. Uh, so basically, they have no control. Once it's out, it's out. So, so in India, even though it's officially not out there yet, it's, it's in the black market out official, yeah. Uh, already? Yeah, I think so, although I'm not sure if it's not officially not out. So it's very hard to say, you know, because I really am not sure about that part of it. I see. Okay. So, so anyway, it's, the thing is that once you produce something digital, it's out there and you don't have much control over it. And you're saying Apple is understanding it now and they're reducing their constraints? Yeah. So that's it. Our idea is that, you know, people have all these constraints because they think it will prevent pri- piracy. But our whole paper is about uh, that they're missing one extra step that once you remove these constraints, it brings down the pri- prices of the other goods, competing goods, and you will actually, we can actually... See wait, wait, wait. Other goods like what? Like milk? Like CDs. CDs. So give me an example. So what happens is if Apple reduces the, uh, or takes a, removes the, the restrictions on, um, on, on songs so that there's no more digital rights management, then one consequence of that will be that many people who were originally stealing may now choose to buy the legitimate copy. If they start doing that, then traditional CD stores will reduce the price of CDs, which will then lead to a further decrease in people actually going out and stealing. Okay, so you're saying, let's think about maybe multiple segments of people. One is the people who steal anyway, who cares? Yeah, right. <laughs> One is the people who would buy if it was easy, and let's make it easier for them, maybe they'll buy. Right, right. And then three, there's the people who might actually switch from physical CDs to music if music became if digital music became more available right. interesting useful right and the idea is that if you lower the price many of these people who don't who were stealing will now resort and buy a legitimate copy you'll actually see a decrease in the in the level of piracy and is there any evidence for this so there's evidence from software so a big problem for example that microsoft has is that you know the price of windows is higher than the per capita income of many countries so 
you have an is, is the price of windows not adjusted in different countries to, to no, take this into account? No, and that's the hard thing to do because then you would end up with parallel imports and the gray market problem. So what you have in many countries is uh, something called Windows um, XP Starter Edition or Windows Vista Starter Edition. And a Starter Edition is a scaled-down version of Windows, which is sold with, only... With less, fewer bugs? With fewer bugs. <laughs> and they put, they put some restrictions on it so that you can only have five windows open at any time. You can't do uh, you can't do some of the networking aspects of it. But for most people, it's adequate. And okay, and then they sell it for free. Then they sell it for a much lower for price. Yeah. Okay, so, so how does this translate to the music industry? So what it translates to the music industry is that... See, I think the music industry has been fighting this all along. When cassette tapes came out, they were worried that cassette meant the end of record sales because people would just copy music from the radio at that time. And they did. And they did. But record sales didn't go down. And now what you are, we are seeing is a big decline in CD sales. That is correct. CD sales are declining. Uh, but there's been... But, but the question is, is the music sale down or is just CD sales down? CD sales are down. And it's hard. They're having a hard time measuring. I mean, another part of this is that the music industry for a long time has sold us, you know, nine songs that were bundled together on one album. We may like only three of them. But what, you know, digital stuff is allowing us to do is that we can buy selectively. That's right. So, so from that perspective, they're clearly going to suffer, right? That's because right. there's no question. That's right. And you're going to, they're going to suffer. And, and, and that's why you know, one of the things you're seeing is that many bands are releasing lots of different versions of greatest hits. So, so what, could, what could happen is that the reason that the industry is suffering is not because people are buying more or getting more illegal stuff. It's just because they're selecting more um, things per album instead of taking three songs per album or nine songs or the whole thing they just take one or two yeah, that's exactly right so so your your main argument is that if we worried less about digital rights management we might actually not lose as much as people are exactly. afraid they would be and you have kind of an analytical model to prove that yes we have an analytical model that suggests that that is the case. Now, this analytical model that proved that, you know, uh, mortgage-backed securities are a good idea as well. <laughs> oh, our, our model shows that mortgage-backed securities is a really bad idea. <laughs> okay. Last, last thing. How do you personally stand on um, copying illegal software, videos, um, music? My feeling is that if you can pay for it, then you should buy it. If you have the money, you should spend it. That's very nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, professor of behavioral economics at Duke University. Learn more at predictablyirrational.com. Predictably Irrational.